and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story stream podcast where we see new movies and then take our hottest impressions to you, the listener. My name's Robert Anderson, I'm your hostess with the mostest, and I'm joined by... A very laid-back and stress-free very, Mike Burge. Very laid-back, stress-free Mike Burge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been a weird couple weeks for probably not only us, but you listening as well. Uh, it's March 20th, 2020 for anybody listening in the, <laughs> the post-apocalypse. Yeah, uh, hopefully the airwaves are still going and you guys can listen to this. Uh, yeah, shit's really weird right now. Maybe as we warm up talking about movies, we can comment on it a little bit more. But uh, Yeah, because I really haven't thought about it all that much. Yeah, so for you now... my hot takes on coronavirus? I don't want your hot takes. I don't want anyone's... I don't want to hear about it any fucking more. Just live your life, bro. Just get out there. <laughs> Just get out there, man. Um, have you seen all the videos of spring breakers and stuff like that? I fucking it's it's a nightmare. It's like it's a, a fucking nightmare. It's like a time capsule. You're just like, yo, that kid's gonna watch this in ten years and be like, oh yeah, I killed grandpa because <laughs> I just had to have my break. I had to relax, man. But it is spring break. It's spring break, kind of indefinitely. Break. Yeah, uh, we're all oh, you know adjusting oh. to uh, being at home a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and I are practicing social distancing even right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we braved to hang out, but we have stayed far away, so that's being good. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Washing Your Hands. Uh, so we watched a movie that was in theaters uh, up until recently, since all cinemas are closed. I figured it was an interesting thing to pick. Uh, yeah. I, I know we talked about we wanted to do an episode on it. Before all of this, yeah, it looked like an interesting movie. It's an interesting director. We yep. to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Hot takes a plenty. Yes, but now it is kind of like there's like a whole commentary around it right now. We're talking about the Invisible Man. We're talking about Invisible Man, twenty twenty, uh, directed by uh, Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell, and uh, yeah, so you know the movie came out uh, end of February. I think February twenty eighth is when it released. It probably was only in theaters for about two to three weeks, mm. um, if that. And now it got released on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for $20. Um, so it, it's the, the kind of meta conversation around even just the film is the method that it's been released. It's, it's kind of unprecedented to see a movie this new kind of be put onto a streaming service on this model. You know? Yeah, it's usually there is like a um, contract in place that uh, <clears throat> studios cannot release movies onto streaming. Uh, there's a, usually a 90 day window. Yeah. And that gives like theaters like exhibition rights and stuff like that. But I will say, first off, uh, if you haven't watched Invisible Man because you're thinking maybe you don't want to kind of support this new model because it might kill movie theaters, that is not the case of what's going on. If anything, you should definitely rent the movies that they are putting on here. This is how you support the studios. In this time, and while Disney, which is the behemoth, has Disney Plus, and they're going to rely on that pretty much in their Disney, they don't really have any worries. A lot of these other studios, like Universal, Paramount, Sony, these studios that are probably going to be merging together in one form or another at some point soon, are in really tight spots. So if you want to watch The Invisible Man, spend the 20 bucks, support the studios, check out a good movie. It's a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I really liked yeah. it. I so liked it a lot. Yeah, hot That's kind of just my kind of feeling on the whole situation because people have asked me as like a movie theater owner, like how is this yeah. going to affect the business? And honestly, it's it's the exact same thing as streaming. It will affect it in some way, but most studios are, have a theater movie theaters backs. They We have a very tight relationship with them. All of them... All the studios, I was just talking to Lionsgate today and my dude Will over there, and he was like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing that. They're checking in on me, so on us. So yeah. 
it's not this kind of thing where it's like the studios want to fuck over the movie theaters. It really is that movie theaters have created this kind of way to be fucked over and that yeah. they are too expensive, that they don't they don't have the same standards that say Story Screen Beacon Theater has sure. where, you know, we try to have perfect projection, perfect sound, try to keep our prices cheap. It's a model to follow that I think a lot of movie theaters are going to start following. We're not the only ones doing it. There's loads of them. But yeah. that's kind of like the overall bigger conversation in this thing that I was thinking about going into like pushing that rent button on like a 1999 brand new movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we did hit that rent button. Uh, this will probably not be the first time, you know, they're they're going to be releasing movies like this for the foreseeable future as long as this uh, pandemic continues, I'd imagine, unless things are getting delayed while they're in post-production or production. But uh, yeah, to pivot to the film at hand. Mm. Yeah, Hot Takes on Invisible Man. Uh, you said you thought it was a good movie? You got any other things Very you want to throw movie. in there? I think it's a really good horror movie. I think yeah. it's a really... And what makes it a great horror movie is the metaphor is strong <clears throat> and it's isolated. It bleeds through how the film's shot, how it's edited. Uh, the performances pretty much across the board are really, really good. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Moss is really playing this almost like like it's an award buzz movie. Like She has moments in this film that are just... Very, very good actor. And yeah. it's just like, like the, she the cannot sloppiness be of the horror yeah. does not bring it down at all, no. No, there's, a, there's scenes in the film that almost like, you know, there's scenes where you're dealing with this adversary that is invisible. So uh, there are moments that like, it's walking such a fine line of looking goofy, but it really never does, you know? It really like sells it for the most part. Uh, in my opinion, yeah. My hot take is I actually really, really like the movie. Uh, it kind of is a movie that works in like genre phases. Uh, it kind of starts off as like more of like a typical horror movie, girl on the run from an abusive relationship, and then it kind of transitions into almost like a sci-fi horror, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that uh, uh, Lee Winnell is is known for after doing like Upgrade, which is kind of like a body horror uh, sci-fi movie. Um, and yeah, this movie like has shades of Upgrade. I think some of the uh, technology that goes into how Upgrade did some of its uh, fight choreography with like the camera like I think like using body cams and kind of like like doing weird things with perspective that happens in this movie as well uh, but yeah I thought the movie was uh, fucking awesome it's super up my alley I really really dug it uh, I really liked it visually um, and yeah yeah it's a it's a fun horror movie it's got like fun like drama elements action elements mystery elements all things that can be in a horror movie but at the end of the day like it's just really kind of scary because of like the kind of like abusive relationship commentary and the you know the believing victims kind of thing that it's all like kind of working around um it's just a super interesting movie to like kind of watch unfold and move Mm -hmm. around and kind of do its own thing and be a little predictable in some places, but then kind of use that predictability to kind of twist you up a little bit, but not to the point where it comes across as pretentious or anything, which is a hard thing to do. I think it's just a pretty well-constructed little horror movie. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily blowing the doors off anything, but it's, it's, uh, it's technical prowess and, and what it's doing narratively is a lot of fun. Um, I think I only I only have like really one critique and maybe we could talk more about it in spoilers, but I thought like the motivations of the central antagonist I thought mm-hmm. were like maybe a little weak. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good enough job like explaining the why, mm-hmm. but I just didn't necessarily like, buy it the whole way through. Or 
didn't think it was like strong enough justification for what was like happening on screen. Right, but that's I, really my only. I think it's of the a very. Film. I and we'll talk about it more when we can talk in specifics. But I yeah. think it's a very um, basic, uh, like inciting feeling that the antagonist is going for, and I think that the simplicity and the basicness of it, because everything else is so technical, it might seem like well, isn't there more there or something? But I think it really is just... Just It's that. an abusive relationship. It's, yeah. it's the guy doesn't like the girl but loves the girl and mm-hmm. it's she is an object to him right. and she's his. She's not allowed to just do whatever she wants. No. Like it's She's his. And I think that's the overall thing that they're going towards and then mixing it up a little in there to kind of muddy the waters of intention and create the mystery and stuff like that, I think kind of gets in the way that at the end of the day, that's what's going on. Yeah. How do you see this movie? I haven't seen the original Invisible Man, but how do, how does this movie, not necessarily like stack up, but how does this feel as like an adaptation to the original film? I mean, it's like a completely different story. Yeah. It's like we were talking about beforehand, Invisible Man, like, uh, you know, universal original horror movies and stuff. Invisible Man, based on the book. <clears throat> One of those books. One of those I've never read. I mean, yeah, it's about a scientist that creates an invisible formula and it becomes invisible. And it's like a kind of mystery kind of thing. He wears bandages and sunglasses and has a hat on. And yeah. that's really the kind of the whole crux. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the 90s, we were talking about how, like, the dark universe... Like the universal dark monsters, like they were trying to create that shared universe, which this is kind of an extension of. Yeah. With like the mummy, they're going to have Tom Cruise's mummy meet up with Javier Bardem's Frankenstein and Johnny Depp's Invisible Man. They've kind of scrapped all that and now they're just doing like kind of like cheaper budgets, middle tier genre movies. Yeah. Yeah. And like Invisible Man, this is like Lee Winnell was hired on like and he cracked a script out real quick. He shot the movie super quick, got it ready for release real quick and boom. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing that like Frankenstein, like Tom Hardy's and Frankenstein now. And I think Bill Condon's still directing it. I don't know. He was going to do the original. Is he going to be uh, Dr. Frankenstein or Frankenstein's monster? I think he's Frankenstein. Mo- Frankenstein's no, he's monster. monster. I hope so. He'd be good. Yeah. Maybe he'll pull like, uh, what was that movie where he played the two twins? Venom? No. Oh. Well, there is that. <laughs> but maybe he could pull something like that where it's like he's both Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster. Say yeah. like, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, the, um,. Can't remember the name of that movie. It's got a name that is already the name of a movie, and it always confuses me because mm. it's like a one word, but like a, a good movie already had that. Kind of um, like when Serenity came out last year, and you're like, "That's already the name of oh, a very good movie." Yeah, but it's like a cult movie. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but then it's like back in the '90s, they had this kind of similar thing where they made all of the Universal monsters into reboots, remakes. But um, they're sexy. They yeah, were, they were DTF. Is the is the mummy part of this? Era? I think so. Yeah, yeah. is it like it's the like, later? It's version? like uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Okay, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, directed by Mary Shelley. Mm. Um, and the mummy, and then there was this uh, the Paul Verhoeven film Hollow Man, starring Teen Heartthrob Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you told me about this, and I shivered with fear. Hollow Man is a great little fucking <laughs> schlock of a movie. And it's very much, it kind of takes the same sensibilities of like, you know, whereas the other ones were kind of like, we're going to remake The Mummy pretty much the same story, but we're going to make it more of an Indiana Jones action movie. Yeah. We're going to remake Frankenstein pretty much the same story, but we're going to make it this kind of love drama mystery, almost kind of like still with that little twinge of horror 
And Dracula, like, we're going to turn it into this kind of war epic kind of thing. With Hollow Man, they were like, what if we took Invisible Man and we had a comment on, like, like bro mentality and like yeah. Paul Verhoeven has like gone on and said in an interview or something or the writer has where he was like you know the joke like hey if you had a superpower what would it be and you get like your bro dudes be like I want to be invisible so I can sneak into the the girl's locker room he was like what if we took that concept and made it a horror movie yeah and it's like right at the turning point of CGI and you get to see like weird crazy Kevin Bacon muscle penis all over the place where he's it. like it's it's just a it's a commentary on like male like dominance and ego and id and all of this stuff. Uh, it's also insanely silly and like just the, just the right amount of stupid. Yeah, highly recommend Hollow Man. And there's shades of Hollow Man in Invisible Man uh, yeah. in the fact that they're kind of taking this classic character of literature and universal monster film fame mm-hmm. and kind of twisting it and turning it to tell this new version of the story. And I think that's the most interesting part of it is like the concept is cool and it's executed awesomely. Yeah, no, I'm actually kind of uh, more on board with uh, what other fun ways it could take some of these universal monsters and like bring them in new directions. Uh, I think we were talking about before I'd be into uh, definitely like something with like Dracula. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Castlevania, and that show is very cool and deals a lot with vampire politics. But I would really like a like a something like very like gothic horror mm-hmm. with like Dracula. And, Have you and, ever like, seen now. like Queen of the Damned? No, you'd love that. Yeah, uh, I do like Interview with the Vampire, which Queen kind of, of like based off a book by the same. Yeah. Uh, there's also um, Dracula 2000. I've heard about Dracula Gerard 2000. Butler Ooh. plays Dracula. Which one? So Gary Oldman's in... Is it just Dracula? He's Dracula, yeah. He's or Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula, it's called. Okay. Maybe I just gotta watch more of those, because maybe the movie I'm thinking of already exists. I mean, Bram Stoker's Dracula is great. That's also got the best Keanu Reeves line of all time. Which one? Which uh, he says, like, uh, I know where the bastard sleeps. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. There it's, you go. It's, real, it's a real good delivery. Hmm. You gotta be there. I gotta be there for it. Uh, yeah, there's there's loads of uh, sexy guy. There was also that Dracula one where it had like I think uh, Michael Sheen was Dracula or something, and this Dracula. was part this was part of like the forgotten reboots that they tried to do. Like remember I Frankenstein? I do remember. Yeah, that was, there was that's a, a weird one. They wanted to take the werewolves of Underworld and get them together with like this new Dracula version and this new Frankenstein version, but it just never played. Is that out. like a like the Van Helsing kind of universe almost? Because that's what I Frankenstein. Van Helsing was earlier. That was like early oh, okay. aughts, and that's a fucking movie right there. I believe it because because Van Helsing reminds me of like what I Frankenstein is like going for. Sure, trying to kind of be like I don't know these mm-hmm. these movies, but like they're actifying. I guess it's really all from like the Mummy kind of. Yep. To actionify. Yeah. And The Mummy films. is great. Going on the record here. Mummy, great movie. Yeah. Definitely the first one, right? Phenomenal. First one's great. Yeah. And the second one is just like, yeah, it's fun. It's a little bit more of the same. Whatever. Yeah. And then the newest Mummy is a uh, bad. Yeah. Have you seen it? <laughs> no. It's, uh, is it, it's, is it, oh, is it I, fucking I terrible? Took the, I took the walk, man, and it's... Mm. Yeah. No fucking... No fucking thank you. It's barely what are, a what are the, So we got Frank... There's there's Frankenstein, Invisible Man, Mummy, Dracula. Is that, is that all the... Is Creature it, is, from the Black Lagoon. See, that one I feel like could fuck. Yeah. I feel like you do something like that. They've been trying to make something like that. I think there's something weird with rights and everything. Yeah. I know they did the Swamp Thing TV show on the DC streaming service. Sure. Yeah. But I heard it was actually kind of good, but it got canceled before it could... It got, like, canceled, like, after the first episode aired. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay. But I know Swamp Thing and Creature from the Black Lagoon are different, but they deal with fish, yeah, fish men from, the same. from Goof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Um, yeah, so... I yeah, think, the Wolfman. 
Oh, yeah. Of course. Wolfman, I feel like... They just remade that, like, back in, like, the... That's, like, the other thing they with Benicio Del Toro and, yeah. I think, Anthony Hopkins. I feel like, also, vampires are so still in, like, the cultural zeitgeist from, you know... They're so involved in comedy right now. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, what we do in The Shadows and Twilight... Twilight being, you know, one of the best comedic series of all time. It's a funny movie series. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see. I, I guess I'm curious to see like what genre or like what subgenre of horror they would attach to like what monster. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think that this movie is gonna make a shit ton of money, even though like the whole theater thing's happening, like theaters being shut down, and it has to go to streaming. I think it'll still make some money. Right. Projections are high from the higher ups, the studios, as far as they're talking, especially at Universal. They're like, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. So. We're gonna see. Yeah. yeah, Lee Winnell definitely is going to be able to get like some real good play off of this, so it's gonna be fun to see. I'm, how much I'm excited for what he, his career goes. Yeah, I'm excited for what he decides to do next. I, I you know, upgrade when I first saw. It, if you listen to the hot take of upgrade, I was like kind of like lukewarm on it, but as time passed, I got a lot hotter on it because um, it's cool. Like you just no, realize, it's a cool movie. Like, oh, like I need to have, I need to really let this thing have fun with me. Yeah, and sometimes. Especially with how, like, kind of, like, oddly serious the movie is for its wacky concept and, like, visual uh, distinctions. Yeah. It can be a little kind of off-putting to go, like, yo, no, at the end of the day, this is trying to be, like, you know, a little bit of a roller coaster ride. Just, like, have yeah. fun. It's a fun house. I think I just wasn't necessarily strapped in. And I mm. think, uh, but I think over time, it's one of those movies, like, when you marinate on, you're like, actually, I like that. I like that a lot, too. And I forgive this. And this is cool. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ah, this is a good guy. Yeah. This but this is, this is kind of a cool, you know, uh, what I really liked about this movie is that it felt like... Especially in like the second half and beyond, it felt like an extension of Upgrade, mm. you know, and uh, it, from like a technical level. Yeah, Lee Winnell has definitely kind of found his team that he likes to work with, and he's found yeah. his style that he likes to improve upon. You know, I think that the the scene in Invisible Man where it's kind of the most actiony that harkens back to like the techniques and styles used in those scenes in Upgrade. Yeah. I feel like he's really putting it in there, too. It's kind of like a wink to his, like, uh, like what he does. Like, yeah. fun fact about Lee Whannell that some people might not know is that he created the Saw series. He wrote the first Saw. Mm-hmm. He actually stars in Saw. He's the other guy in the room with Carrie Hughes in, like, the main room in the first one. Uh, he's got amazing interviews all over the internet. I highly recommend seeking out any interview, whether video or just, like, uh, written down, uh, he's very good at talking about movies. He loves movies. He's a big genre nerd. Yeah. He's like got all these awesome things to say, especially when he was doing the roundup on Upgrade. He was just talking about just like all the movies that influenced Upgrade and how like the idea of where I won't spoil it here. If you find the uh, the article, it, it, he talks about where the inspiration for Upgrade came from. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool like <clears throat> happenstance like moment, and you're like, oh, that's neat that that's where that came from. Yeah. Alright, well I think we're ready to jump into spoilies. Is there any spoiler-free uh, things you want to throw out there, Mike, in case people are on the fence about watching it? Watch the movie, man. It's really cool. Don't be scared by the... You're supporting the, you're supporting the studios. Which supports theaters in the yeah, long run. And yeah, and that's the whole thing at the end of the day. If the studios can't... End of the day, if like Universal and Sony have to merge to be able to combat against like the competition of Disney and Behemoth's which it's most likely going to be Paramount and Sony are going to join force because they already share custody on a bunch of stuff and they're going to do. Uh, 
if they have to do that, then there's going to be less movies released uh, than normal. Not an excessive amount, but there's going to be less because there's going to be more hands in the singular pots of what movies can get production rights and stuff. And that's how we will slowly start to lose independent movies. So all of these big studios, like Universal Studios runs Focus, which puts out indie movies, and Focus runs subsidiaries that put out even more indie movies. So support studios by doing this. Rent the movie. Yeah. You got Emma, you, and that's Focus, so that's Universal, and you, uh, Trolls, this World Tours. What's, uh, what's Bloodshot under? Bloodshot, I think, is remaining in theaters right now. I don't know if they're going to do that one too quick. We'll no, see. I saw I think oh, I saw it. Oh, is it going out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What studio is that? Bloodshot, I believe, is Paramount? Might be Universal, too. Yeah. Vin Diesel's a Universal boy, but he jumps around. Yeah. That movie looks like it might be dumb, but up my alley. So I'm into yeah, it. We're also going to be curating a bunch of cool lists on Story Screen with like things that we're recommending, whether they're yeah. new or old. So definitely check those out too uh, for some extra stuff. Yeah, yeah. Keep really keep checking our website for updates on the on the theater, and also you know we're gonna now that we're kind of hunkered down, we're gonna be trying to do a lot more online content and yep. things like that, and uh, maybe. Maybe try and do some things where we can have some more interaction with you guys and uh, have some chats. Which yeah, we got cool. some fun stuff planned. Yeah. Follow. Follow us, like, share, subscribe. We uh, definitely need your support, and we're here to support you guys as well. We're all in this together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so if you see Invisible Man, uh, we'll be right back with some spoilies. I'm going to tell you who fucking dies. All right, see you in a bit. Hey guys, Mike Burge popping in here real quick to let you know about all the fun and interesting ways that you can help support the Story Screen family during this weird and kind of strange time that's going on. Right now you might know that our uh, movie theater in Beacon, New York is shut down. Um, but we are coming up with a bunch of really fun ways uh, to still get content out there and also have our audience uh, be able to support us. If you go over to storyscreenbeacon.com, you'll find a slew of awesome ways that you can help support us, get some cool stuff. We have a bunch of new merch in our store that you can check out. Uh, we also are streaming digitally in our new digital theater. Um, new released indies and also older movies uh, that we're working hand in hand with some studios to be able to share with everybody. It's curated by us over there, just like the movies that we pick at the movie theater. And all of that money goes to support not only Story Screen Beacon Theater, but also the movie industry at large, the studios who are also going through a rough time. Uh, also over there, there's our Story Screen Family Fund, uh, and that's a GoFundMe that is collecting money to be able to help all of our furloughed workers from the theater and also be able to help support all the contributors for all the lovely content that you get at Story Screen beacon.com on that matter of lovely content uh, we also have a new subscription plan where you can sign up and become a member of our subscription plan and you'll receive like a bunch of exclusive content pretty much regularly we're going to be trying to put out as much as this we can on a monthly basis it's going to be you know reviews articles new podcasts special series podcasts we have some videos that we've edited together just a bunch of really cool stuff and it's just going to be different and fun we're going to try some cool things out and that's a really good way to be able to support all of the people that contribute to these podcasts and write articles and all of that stuff so if you're feeling really good and you want to go over and you want to support us and also get some cool stuff out of it, storyscreenbeacon.com, all that stuff is right there. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a supporter. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Practice those elbow bumps. Don't go outside if you don't have to for right now. And uh, get back to listening. And we're back. 
with spoilies for the invisible woman question mark uh this movie's fucking cool uh it opens in the sick house and elizabeth moss is married to elon musk Mm-hmm. And uh, she has to run away. This guy's really strong. He's a tough boy. He's so strong. He punches through a fucking window. <laughs> He's uh, yeah. he is aggressively male. He's so man. Mm-hmm. He's so man the whole time. He forces her to watch Jurassic Park three. This over is this is uh, as as something Mike is known to do. He makes up little movies mm-hmm. that happen in between the scenes mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and one of the things was that. Uh, What's what's the name what of this guy it? again? Yeah. He, uh, his name. Oh no no no, Adrian Griffin. Are you a- no, Adrian me? Griffin. But what's the name That's of the actor? Oh, that guy from Oliver Haunting... Oliver Jackson Cohen. Yeah, from ha- Haunting a Hill House. Yeah, Adrian Griffin. Uh, Great fucking actor right now. He's good, man. He's so fucking good in this yeah. movie. I hope he gets to be in a lot more stuff coming up soon. I think so. I mean, yeah, he's he one cool. of the big shining uh, stars of uh, Haunting, Haunting Hill House. House. Yeah, yeah I think he's great in that show. But he's a lot of fun in this movie too. He has limited screen time, but mm. he makes good use of it. Well, like he shows it. We're in spoilers. Like he shows up at the end, and it really is kind of this bottled thing where it's like you do not get what he does to her in real life. You never see it. You don't see any flashbacks yeah. or anything. So you only get her version of it and it's up to you yeah. to believe her I am the, the movie positions it that we do believe her so when you finally do see him it's mm-hmm. you know it's like he's being nice yeah but you're like wait no no, no this is the bad guy and he's like being manipulative again and doing all this crazy shit right. and he's gaslighting the fuck out of her like he's been doing like gaslighting is the bad that's, guy yeah male, that's male the, ego the theme yeah. of, the, of the film well male ego is the bad guy and gaslighting is like the, the butcher's knife yeah. yeah it's the chainsaw yeah, to his sure. leather face uh, what was like kind of the first big moment in the movie that had you going like, ooh, ooh, I'm into this? Yeah, it was super early on. Um, it's literally probably about maybe the tenth or so shot in the movie. Okay, and it's um when she's sneaking out. Uh, there's this long um, there's this long uh, track zoom in down this hallway as yeah. she's like getting stuff out and taking a vent apart. And right then and there, the lighting and everything, like, it's kind of dark and stuff, and it's the music, which is an amazing score. Score's really good. That's another thing that uh, this movie and Upgrade have yeah. in common. They have good music. It's just, uh, I, immediately, it was just, like, the technical nature of it is just so cool, because, like, even if you're not interested in the story, or the scares and the spooks, like, just technically, Lee Winnell is a, just a very meticulous, but fun He's yeah. like he's like Stanley Kubrick, but also Spielberg. Like it's he's very meticulous and you know very Fincher esque in everything is very specific. And in this, he's kind of using space and voyeuristic, like setting the camera up in certain spots where you normally wouldn't. That almost seems like you're spying on people, which puts you in the eyes of yeah. a character you haven't even heard speak yet. Yeah, it's cool that the movie doesn't try to overtly like make you feel like you're uh, like Adrian's POV. It kind of mm. just does it seamlessly. It doesn't do that, yeah, which yeah, I think is cool. Which, no, I think it's very cool. Like There's there's like one scene where it's, it's a little bit later after like the, the inciting incident of the film and Elizabeth Moss's character is like in the kitchen. She's kind of just starting to know that like shit's kind of weird. And they do this like pan around her, which could easily be just, I mean, it is literally like, it's a panning shot you'd see other movies but it's just close enough where you kind of like know that the implication is that right in this shot specifically you are adrian 
just doing a walk around Possibly. her, just kind of like. I mean, you know. I there's also like the read I was getting is that it's showing that in any of this empty space around her, sure, he's there. Yeah, and you know that's the other metaphor that's in it. It's like people that survive abusive relationships, even when they get out, even when that person is gone, they're still there. Yeah, they could be anywhere, right behind you. You can feel them watching you because they have that type of grip. And I feel like they do a good. You know, I really do think the movie kind of happens. In, I mean, the movie happens in acts, but in terms of like it's like phases of action. Uh, I really do like how it's kind of like this home invasion-y movie at the yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. you know? And then, and they do all that stuff you kind of like knew you were signing up for from seeing the trailer. Like, he's going to be chasing around the house, you don't know where he is, things are going to escalate slowly, he's going to be fucking with her and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and that all works really well. And just when that's getting, it's starting to get like a little bit tired, it escalates a lot. And then the action kind of escalates with it. And then it kind of turns into this action horror hybrid, especially in like the in the middle of the movie. And then it kind of... It ends with like a softness, which is very cool. Yeah, and, you know, that's, I said out loud. Very, I was like, "Yo, are they about to do? They just gonna have a conversation? Are they about to have a conversation and just like get real with this shit yeah. for a minute?" And I was like, "Damn, this is cool." Nah, it works. It, it's it, no, it, it never overstates its welcome with its gimmicks, and I think that's yeah, a no. really good strength of the film. Uh, my critique that I was mentioning in the non-spoiler section is is the is Adrian's like motivations. Mm. Uh, so to me, like his main reason for doing all this is because he he knows that uh, Elizabeth Moss is pregnant with baby, mm. and he's like, "That's my fucking baby." I don't know if that is necessarily from the beginning. Yeah, I think that he finds that out, and then that becomes, like, and then another... that becomes his thing where he's changing the plan, and he's going to get his brother in there and get his brother killed, and then pretend like he was that, so mm. that he can try and manipulate her into thinking that this was not real. I I. I don't think that he had an end game. I think that that might have been his intention to maybe try and get her pregnant. I think the yeah. the implication is that she was impregnated right before she escaped. I think it could have happened in like her sleep or something, it, it, like a like an insemination. Right. Thing. I think that that was the implication at first, and then the brother says he traded your pills out with something else. Mm. And I think he knows because he's been involved in it, and he knows he's trying to get her pregnant. Yeah. Um, I think that he wants her to be locked up so that she can't hurt herself when she finds out. And that's kind of what he's getting at. Yeah. And then like, so yeah, you're right. Like, I think that that becomes the plan after a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he knows for a fact that she definitely is pregnant until um, later on. I don't yeah. know. And the fact that we don't ever find out is kind of the whole point that you don't see his side of the story because no. he's completely dishonest. And a little delusional, like where he might not even understand with all of the aggressive, crazy shit that he's done, which is again a metaphor for like, how can you not understand that hurting somebody physically and emotionally is damaging to a relationship and go like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, you don't understand. Here's my side of the story. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, it's an extension, like an aggressive, uh, just like exaggeration of that where he's just like. I know I did all these bad things, but like, if I can convince you that I didn't, we can be absolutely fine. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I had every right to do that. It's mm-hmm. my baby too. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But you never get him saying that. He's implying it. And it's mm-hmm. good fucking writing. It's good writing. It's, it's good, good acting. It's, it's good yeah. acting. Yeah, it comes across well. Maybe, you know, it. I think it, it's uh, it's tough to have an antagonist that's not very, like, present. Yes. And that makes it hard for maybe me specifically to kind of, like, 
not relate because you're not always supposed to relate to mm. antagonists, especially in horror movies. Yeah, you don't need to. You know, it's. I think it's more yeah. like it's the fact that they do want you to not maybe relate to him, but understand his motivations because it's important to what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it's always good to know and you where you normally from. don't get that in horror movies. Yeah, I guess so that's true. having your cake and eating it too can be a little like. Because you're not supposed to know what's going on because yeah. it's a mystery. He's also, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. Like, you know, and they portray him as, he's like, you know, he's he's strong to the point of lunacy. Dude, the scene where he's beating the shit out of the, the cop friend yeah, is James. one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. It's fucking rad or just like all the scenes where he his suits kind of like blinking in and out and stuff it's a cool like, looking suit it's a cool design man fucking cool it's very neat I like the practicality the technology of it yeah it reminded me a lot of like how they try to use technology in Marvel movies to explain like really aggressively bizarre extraordinary stuff that's in the comics where they're just like oh it's like a magnet for the shield and mm-hmm. oh it's like this like Tony Stark is always developing these things yeah. technology wise to like make it like the Marvel movies are very tech savvy whereas in the comics it's always just kind of like shrugged away as like oh that looks cool but how would that practically work yeah um, I really like the suit in this fact where it's like yeah there's cameras and they move around they constantly rotate and they also project this kind of thing on mm-hmm. the other. it's really fucking neat I, I really dig it yeah I mean another aspect of the movie is is a lot what it does with cameras there's a lot of like security footage and it's kind of like uh, voyeuristic yeah voyeuristic and maybe also not like believing what you're seeing kind of like you know even like uh, something recorded may not be truth um, kind of dealing with like sides and manipulating truths and things like that you know there's almost like this kind of uh disavowing like digital media in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh i think that's like present in the film to some extent it's yeah manipulating yeah like things that we take for granted such as phones emails mm-hmm. um even like you know d- doctor reports and tests and stuff like that yeah. just these things information and how information can be twisted and turned and manipulated for whoever's in controls ends and in this movie their main thing is they're just like men are in control powerful yeah. men are in control yeah, rich, and they do not want to get yeah. give that control up and they'll do anything they can mm-hmm. to keep the control over the things that yeah. they believe that they are entitled to control i mean it started off like you know you you think he just has kind of a vendetta against her because she's like the one who ran away like there's either yeah. they mentioned there's never been a, a a girlfriend of his that's just up and left she's she's kind of the first one mm-hmm. um so it kind of starts off with that and then kind of slowly evolves into maybe what's really going on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's motivation that works fine enough in the context of the movie because it gets across, like, it makes, like, what's happening believable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's enough for you to, like, kind of do that. But, yeah, I would have liked to see... Not even, I mean, uh, I, that could be something if I watch it again, I might be just more distracted. Yeah, you're, you're massaging it out. You're kind of like, there's something yeah. rubbing me wrong here. I feel like there could be something filled in there, right? Yeah. But, yeah, and you're probably right. But I think for the most part, I think one of the main things they really want to do in this movie is make it um, make it Cecilia's movie. Yeah, true. And try and not give you the point of view of him. Even like It's so easy to just like have a camera go around and move around and be from his point of view, but they never really do that. They yeah. do certain things that make you think that they're doing that, but then it's revealed like he wasn't in that room. He was actually in the corner. Like It's never actually like all of a sudden someone looks at the camera and they like lunge towards them or something. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're never given he his his entire point of view, both like what he's seeing and where he's coming from, 
are not given any time and space yeah. at any point in the movie. And I think that's really cool. I agree. Uh, I think that there's definitely a version of this movie, and they probably shot it, where it ends on a stinger of, you know, there's still something going on to be able to sequelize it and stuff. But I think that at the end of the day, they might have cut it and just had it be, no, she won. Yeah. And she's free. Because she took, she, she took it. Yeah. I think you also read that choice that she made. Like, you know, she did win. She did take it. I'm glad she killed him. Um, but, like, you know, she's kind of, she's definitely doing something that's, like, bad. And she has this mm-hmm. suit with the her now. The world won't believe her. Yeah. So there's, you know, there's an element. If you wanted to sequelize it, you know, there's the text still out there. She's out there. Mm-hmm. Who's to say she won't, you know, she has this PTSD lingering and something else could happen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a very big reason that the only female character that doesn't believe her is her sister who is sent that email that turns her against her. Right. All the other people are men, whether they be friends, supportive characters, police officers, mm-hmm. people of authority. And they're just like, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking yeah. about. And yeah. She's talking about invisible people. But it's again, it's like a really exaggerated metaphor for just how people do not believe. But they don't. They don't believe her abuse. even from like the most basic shit. Exactly. Like when she gets the, in the car yeah. in the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. she's like, "What's what's going on?" Like, yeah. or her her sister's just like, "What's happening?" She's like, "You need to drive right now." She doesn't believe her enough to right. start driving. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. immediate. That's mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. And at the 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 sister scene in the restaurant, if we may. Holy shit! I mean, the restaurant scene's great. Has a great. Twing of comedy there. That mm-hmm. that actress who plays the sister, she's very good. Uh, yes. I like her a lot. Um, but yeah, that shit is fucking. It's gross. a banger. I think it's Shocking. an all timer uh, horror movie death. Really? I that's think a big, like, that's a big. When it yeah. started, because like it's a conversation and they're doing stuff, and I was paying attention because this movie did the thing that I don't like when they cut out really good things that I like in the trailer. Man. There's a scene, there's a shot in the trailer at that scene where Elizabeth Moss has this great face and she nods and she looks fucking crazy and it's awesome. It's not in there, and I was looking for it, mm-hmm. and it passed the moment that I was like, that's probably where that would have been. Fuck, did they cut it? So I was really paying attention. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you just see the sister like kind of look up curiously. And you're like, what's she looking at? Did you see something behind her? And you just cut back and you just see a knife floating. And you're like, oh, what the fuck is that? And before you can even go, what the fuck is that? It's just, yeah. whoop, but in the hand. And it's like, yo, they just did it. Like, you, you like, screamed. I, I you were just yelled. like, you're like, oh, whoa. I was shocked. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, you, you, anything bad could happen in this movie. Bad things up until this point have happened. But yeah. this is the first, like. That is an aggressive push where it's this like, This is the wow. first radically bad thing. Because before. The hitting f- her around, hitting the kid. Hitting the kid, those are the first things, but it's not... The hitting it's the not, kid thing scared me. That was shocking. Like kind of yeah. just like, it came out of nowhere, but it was also had an emotional fright to it. It also had, it was good use of sound as yeah. well. Again, the movie's like very quiet till it's like, that's kind of the first moment where it decides not to be. Mm-hmm. And the way that they, they do that punch um, is very cool. Also, the, so yeah, that scene, an all-time banger, uh, banger, the way that they... Uh, utilize this invisible character and uh, I think the scene where she's wrestling with him in the kitchen and she's smashing the plates against his head and stuff like that that seems like very like like I wouldn't be surprised if if that was like mostly practical in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and it looks great just like and that that was the scene where I kind of mentioned the non-spoiler section where I was like this could easily be goofy yeah but it's really it sells it It I was thinking about it uh, when he's holding the gun there's a level of like when you're trying to animate something like that 
there's a level of coolness that you have to put into it. Otherwise, it'll look goofy. Yeah. And usually what they do is they end up taking the route of doing something cool with it visually. Mm-hmm. And it ends up not looking real, but it looks cool. Yeah. And in this, it really does look like they just painted out a person that was holding a gun. I mean, I do so think... So it's like kind of cock-sided and just like not... Not very, like, intimidating, but you're like, that's what it looks like when someone holds a gun. I wouldn't be surprised if they had someone in a green screen outfit and they just, like, literally cut him out. Could have, yeah. yeah I think that, and I think that honestly might be, like, the easier way to do it, to be honest. Yeah, in the, 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 the Marvel Netflix scene. Which Marvel Netflix Well, that's scene? where they fight down the hallway. Oh, yeah, dude, that shit was so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, that's, like, that's, like, the upgrade stuff, and I think that's why uh, using... That tech from Upgrade, and what I mean kind of more specifically is Upgrade uses um, in its fight choreography like mounted cameras onto, I think it's on people's bodies, right? Mm-hmm. Or so when uh, you go into like the POV of the person like fighting, or no, you go into the P, eh, I guess it switches a lot. It's, it's just been, more like you're you're attached to the person that's moving, so you're moving around with it. Yeah. Sometimes the camera is actually literally attached to them, and sometimes it just follows them when they're in like a turning grid. Yeah, it's yeah. like the eight corner rule or something like that. So the so upgrade that's like kind of it's like claim to fame is is the way that it, it utilized that technology, and um, it works really well in Invisible Man because you have this character who like cannot really be seen so i feel like it makes his movements and what he's doing when he's fighting these people like way more like believable and like understandable for like your brain to like follow mm-hmm. i just thought that was like a really smart way to kind of use that there's one there's one scene in particular where he uh grabs the gun and puts it in that guy's kneecap yeah. and busts it out i was like Fun this stuff. shit is fucking cool and that's like kind of when the movie goes into it's like more like higher stakes actiony phase which i think is the part that I didn't expect to be in this movie at all. Yeah, it becomes an action movie for like a decent amount right there. Yeah, and I was I was in. I thought yeah, it was cool. very cool. I also don't like that the shower scene is not in the movie. That was obviously in the trailer. Uh, but not the shower scene where she cuts her wrist. No, it's the shower scene where she's in the. It's the shower in the house that she's staying in too. Because uh, I saw the shower and I was like, oh, that's the shower. Yeah, and it's remember like the hand like I presses guess, on. I guess there really away. is a lot. They of... They cut like, some shit out of this movie, man, because the movie's already two hours and seven minutes long. Yeah, baby was running long. Yeah, so that's I think true. they just cut out. They trimmed up certain scenes and they probably just cut out a couple like actual moments. I mean, this actual cut is very, it's very tight. I yeah, I like it a I lot. Thought, I think it was very good. I'm actually really excited to watch it again. Dude, I... I would I, sit down and watch that movie again right away. I really dug it. I I was surprised how much I liked it. I think I'm a little bit hotter on it than you, but I feel like if you watch it I mean, it again, I'm very hot on it. Yeah. I'm I think just kind of like, I'm uh, mentally exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Is there any other parts of uh, Invisible Man you want to chat about? We, we love all the it, acting in rant it. time. I love all the acting in it, man. I uh, the score is really cool. I'm really itching to buy the. It's thirty bucks on Mondo. Save your fucking money. I know man. I want to save got, my money, but save I'm also like, money. it's like a, it's like a double LP. It's clear. Vinyl. I want it too, man. It's got like a slide sleeve on it of like the handprint on the glass. That's not in the movie. That's not in the movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's like one of the most, like, it's in all the marketing. They must have changed some shit, like, last minute before going out. It's crazy. Um, like, that's how they filmed most of Rise of Skywalker. It was, like, in a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, they decided, they decided to make her, they decided to make her a Palpatine at the, at the, when we were in, in November, they decided to do that. Palpatine's behind it all. Uh, yeah, man. The movie's a banger. I want to watch it again, too. Um, we're living in rough times, uh, not to date this podcast too much, but yeah. we're in a pandemic. I mean, it's like, 
We're doing this. We're having fun. We just watched the movie. We ate some awesome tacos beforehand. Yeah. We're chilling out. Well, we're we having, have to go back to reality. I have to go in, out into the world after this and do like emergency grocery shopping. Yeah. Before I go down to um, New York City, uh, one of the worst fucking places to be right now to pick up Diana from the airport tomorrow. Yeah. Because luckily she's able to make it back into the country. Yep. So you know that's uh, that's all. And then I have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. So you take the microphone. Or I take the microphone. You're taking the microphone. You can do more with this thing. Right. I'll figure it out. All right. I'm an audio engineer. I can record something on... Did I just say that? You did. Ugh. You said it out loud. And I here. meant it too. Like it wasn't a joke. I'm an audio engineer. An audio engineer. <laughs> just listen to my side of the story. Um, You know... It's my, my baby too. I feel like you and I have been uh, handling the pandemic in interesting ways. I've kind of uh, rolled on my turtle shell and I'm upside down and I'm trying to flip myself back over. Mm. Whereas I really commend you for being, uh, you're, you're a fighter. You haven't given I, up yet. I have to be strong for my baby. Yeah. No, thank you. My strength gives you strength. Yeah. I, uh, how, how are you, how are you day to day, you know? Still being a human, but dealing with all this stuff. I'm literally like, it's funny that you should say still being a human, because I feel like I'm more cat than man. Ah, you are around them so much. I'm hanging around my cats all the time. (laughs) They're licking me. I'm licking them. I'm eating their food to show that we're equals. Mm. I'm training them how to do random chores around the house. Yeah, Hank's tied my shoelaces. Um, But like, no, like I, I literally just like, I hang out. I eat. I take a nap. Yeah, I've been catching up on some movies, which I'm gonna release the curate list soon. Yeah, we uh, all got those coming. There's like a bunch of like big blind spots in my life that uh, I've never seen. Like I saw Hunt for Red October for the first time the other day. Classic movie. Yeah. I'd seen bits and pieces of it on like TNT and USA and shit, but I'd never actually seen the whole thing from start to finish. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's good. Uh, a couple other ones. I watched Driving Miss Daisy for the first time. It's a, See, green, it's, it's a green Book Part One. <laughs> it's so funny because that's like. Such that's a phrase where everyone just like knows that phrase. Yeah, but uh, I have never seen that movie. It's um, I don't even know what that movie like looks like. It's a uh, it looks like a big old pile of poo poo. Mm. A doo doo. It is uh, very weird. Uh, there's an Dan Aykroyd won Best Supporting Actor an Academy Award for that movie. Is he the driver? No, he plays the son of the. Uh, He's the, not the, the Vigo Mortensen. And uh... no, 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 no. Morgan Freeman is the Vigo Mortensen. Ah, yeah. or rather, is... you know, he's the black guy's the driver. In this I one. see. It's, they swap it, it. They make it worse. They swap. Or yeah. Green Book made it better. No, Green Book made it worse by swapping it and thinking that solves something. Ah. Green Book's biggest problem is it thinks it's solving things. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I'm not that bad. I wouldn't have thrown the glasses. You haven't even seen the movie. No, I already have no fucking. You should desire. watch Green Book, I man. No the amount of inside that. jokes that I can offer to you as a friend, <laughs> all you have to do is put in the two hours. That and is, you're uh, just gonna. That does incentivize. I really me, do need sure. somebody to watch that movie so I can make fun of it with that. What a weird fucking Oscars years that was. Where it was just like we're gonna give all the awards to a human rapsy, and then here's Green Book too. It's like it's Green Book. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get on the up and up, uh, leaving my house today and doing a podcast is therapeutic for me. Yeah. Help me I'm get very better. clean here. Yeah. Uh, Dee's coming back from a long trip in the UK after dealing with all this stuff, so mm-hmm. I got everything nice and clean. You saw me wash my hands, I think, 40 times yep, since yep, I've been yep, here in the past, like, few hours. Yep. Yeah. I've been washing my hands a lot. I'm unfortunately a nervous, like, nail biter. We also were watching a horror movie, and I feel like yeah. I was so just, like, Yeah, you kind of touch yourself, oh, you yeah. gotta wash your hands and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but we're both, we're both clean folks, and we're doing the thing. I, so. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I, I wanted to get this into, because everything, we're in New York State, so a lot of stuff is going on lockdown on Sunday, we're yeah. recording Friday. 
So I wanted to get like one last little like hurrahing because it's very possible that I might not be able to physically see you guys for a little bit because yeah. Dee's coming from UK and she needs to be two weeks quarantined. And if you're and around I'm her, I'm going to be around her. So yeah. the most responsible thing for me to do would be to do that. Yeah. Luckily, you know, when all of this stuff first started, like about a week and a half ago, uh, or a little bit longer, I was really nervous that I was going to get sick, and I still feel fine. Yeah. I unfortunately am smoking more because I'm bored and also a little nervous. So that has like led to drinking more coffee, eating spicy food. So I have heartburn. So whenever I go out to the grocery store, you're coughing. I'm coughing a little bit, yeah. and everyone's like. <laughs> I have uh, I have allergies, so like you know, if your eyes are watering, your nose is running. You usually have the your hand or arm to help you in the meantime, unless you get a tissue. But yeah, I have not been able to do that. I also have like a little throat tickle again from allergies. So if I'm out someplace, I'm like, <laughs> would you know that if you uh, if you drink bleach, bleach you say you it will. Well, I bought kill the virus. I bought a. Um, uh, what's the name of that fucking uh, Infowars guy? He was, he about his toothpaste. Is it Doug Jones? Doug Jones? No, no. Doug Jones is the name of the guy that played the fish guy. That's what I, I always... I knew that was going to happen. I always Alex Jones. Alex Jones. I knew I was going to do Doug Jones. I bought, well, I bought both of them. They're both selling Would you toothpaste. Like to watch <laughs> your two mouths with the toothpaste. Is That's that how it talks. <laughs> That's why they make him not talk in most of his book. He's a very... Entertainment's in his blood. He's, like, what is he? he's the son of uh, two carnival ringleaders <laughs> and a snake. That's yes. why he's so long. Um, uh, yeah, Alex Jones, right? I, Alex Jones. Ale- where he's just like <laughs> I, mean, I didn't fucking. Where know. he's just like mushrooms can be used to build houses. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a wild. Boy. So I bought uh, I bought both their. They're both filling toothpaste. I bought both their toothpaste. So I should be. Uh, why did you free. buy their toothpaste? Oh, you're, you're joking. I'm making a joke. I thought you did. I was I like, really why took did you, on the you do this? Uh, Alex Jones apparently was selling a toothpaste that he guaranteed would Ooh. get rid of the coronavirus. Capital G. Guaranteed. 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 Um, uh, yeah, Alex Jones, shout out, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're in fucking jail. No, I don't. Shit. No, I don't. Do you, on that, did you hear Harvey Weinstein is coming to Downstate? I'm sorry, what? Downstate Prison? You know, the prison that's right next to our he's city? He's going to be there. He's going to be there. He's going to die there. Well, that's where yeah. he's going to probably die, He's going right? to die wherever he is. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a good celebrity death on our soil. Have I ever told you the story about how I thought that Harvey Firestein was Harvey Weinstein and I met oh. Harvey Firestein thinking that he was Harvey Weinstein. You met Harvey Firestein? Harvey Firestein, back when Quinn's restaurant used to be the antique shop that's now across the street from the theater, they used to hold it there oh. when Quinn's, uh, In like, was next to that place. Yeah, yeah, where Baja is. They used to do that. Oh. Um, and we saw Harvey Firestein, who, Harvey Firestein is, like, you know, the, the uncle from, uh, like, the brother from Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. He's like, oh, Robin, Robin, he's, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Bighead and Rock is Mario. Yes, Life. yep. He's. Uh, I don't know if that's true. He's I, like I think the they're friend. doing an impression of him. I think it actually, might be him. Right? They sound exact. You know Rocco, what I mean. Rocco. Uh, he's also in Call the Conqueror, which is great. He's in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, big one is um, oh, Call the Conqueror. I already said that. He did. So you met him? So you met him? And- he was there. We <laughs> thought it was Harvey Weinstein, me and my buddy, and we uh, pizza and stuff was across the street. We did waited. they look similar, or you just made a goof? They kind of look similar. Made a goof. Not really. Like they're both yeah. husky, bigger guys. But okay. we made a goof. Harvey Firestein, Harvey Weinstein. No, I, I, and uh, we saw him come out, and we went across the street. And I was 15 years old at the time, and we were like, uh, uh, Mister, Mister, Mister. 
we I, I can't remember if we realized that it wasn't Harvey Weinstein before. Oh, we did. We looked up a picture and we're like, oh, that's not Harvey Weinstein. That's Harvey Firestein. We went up uh. and said, Mr. Firestein, we really love all of your work. Nice. And he went, oh, that's all right, boys. Enjoy. And went into the <laughs> antique shop and I forget that. I will never forget that. That is very good. Love it. Good. But anyway, yeah, Harvey Weinstein going to die like the little scumbag cockroach he is. Right here some, in the good old county of Duchess. Some uh, some good things can happen in, uh, in 2020. Yeah. Or maybe there's a prison breakout and he gets out. Ooh. We're the first ones he gets. That'll be bad. Uh, hide your kids. Hide your wives. Hide your wives. Hide them. <sighs> so yeah. Um, Invisible Man. Invisible no, Man. Invisible him. Man is good. Uh, pandemics are bad. Hopefully, you know, this, you know, we're... We we were told a few weeks ago it was gonna get worse before it gets better. So here we are. I think we're in Act One of worse. Hopefully we get to. Through I mean, it we soon. definitely. I think we hit the inciting incident about a week ago. Yeah. No, yeah well, <laughs> there's that meme of Ron Burgundy. Like that escalated quickly. I mean, it was that cr- got out of hand real fast. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. We were like, we were at work on Sunday. And we're like, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And, and then like, I was on like, actually, no. Well, we could have been open one more day, but we were going to switch to our new hours. Fuck it. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Got an extra I don't think, I don't think we would have had too many uh, people coming in. No. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, you know, this was My another... world's on fire. Yeah, everything. How about yours? Uh, world's on fire. How about yours? Yeah, so everything's not great, but we nope. are going to uh, get through it. Uh, we're all here for each other, so thank you for listening. Please... Be it, do what you are advised to do. Please stay home. Mm-hmm. Please self quarantine yourself so we can flatten don't the curve. Don't buy a fucking t shirt right now. Just save your money. Yeah, you t- <laughs> don't buy. Do not buy a t shirt. Well, actually, we're going to be launching a bunch of merch next week. So yeah, uh, you buy know, buy that if you want to support us. We're def- going to be fun. We definitely uh, have a lot of monetary ways you can support us now and coming up in the future. Though, buy a fucking gift card. Buy a fucking gift card. It's I, real we also, money. You can use it later. You know, as as someone who is making significantly less money right now than he was. Hmm. Uh, I know there's a lot of you guys out there who are in the service industry who just got really hit. So, you know, if you can't support us monetarily, uh, you can support us by just saying hi. And we'd love to hit you up and talk to you. We have a brand new comment section fully loaded on every article and podcast Mm -hmm. that we have on our website. We'd like to start utilizing this time to build a community. Um, We've been having trouble with comments. uh, Not people leaving comments, but just like comment like um, moderators and stuff like to be able to put them on the site. They always like require like a sign in or an email and it feels weird and stuff. We finally found one and developed one that is just like you just go in there, you put your name, what you want to say. You can add a picture if you want and then it keeps you logged in every time you go in from that. You only have to ever do it once. Yeah, we love hearing nice things. If you want to read our work and drop something at the bottom, just let us know and we really appreciate that. Yeah, nice words would be good. Yeah, We, uh, we could use them and we'll throw some back at you. But uh, Hot Takes is not the only podcast on StoryScreen. StoryScreenBeacon.com is a host to many podcasts, articles, and reviews, and all sorts of things like that. Say what? You could also, for- you could also follow us on uh, Story underscore Screen underscore Beacon on Instagram, and you can follow us at Story underscore Screen on Twitter. Got it. And we're also on Facebook. So yeah, follow us on all those things. Like, share, subscribe. Follow us. Talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, check out some of our content. We know you're hunkered down and... We have uh, three to four years of oh, yeah. articles, podcasts, and reviews. Yeah. Good, baby. So you know, we'll you know check our website and check social media to see us uh, reaching out for potential fundraisers or other things like that coming up in the near future. 
Um, but, you know, Mike, thank you for joining me. Robbie, thank you for having me. Of course. You guys uh, stay strong out there. We're going to be doing more podcasts. We're figuring out ways to do it remotely. So, uh, yeah. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, please. Please wash your hands. Please do what the CDC recommends. And hopefully we can get with, through this sooner. Be careful with your caca. Careful with your caca. And don't kiss your grandma on the lips. It's uh, Lee Winnell. Lee Winnell. It might be Lee. I don't know. Lee Winnell? Lee Winnell. Lee Lee. Lee. It's Lee. Lee. Lee, Lee. Winnell? That's easier, honestly. Sean Toodle. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's just not right. It says Chipotle. Sean Poodle. Sean Poodle. Sean Poodle. Oh, so this is fake. That's very funny. Bianca dog. <laughs> Did you know that this is a no. fake? This is gold. Beyonce? What's hipster? Pronunciation manual. This is very... Yo, go... Go to YouTube.com and look this up. <laughs> All right, Lee, pronounce real. Oh, come on now, none of this bullshit. Oh, we got like some music here. All right. Hey, thanks for watching my videos. So in this video, you will see how pronounced this was. Oh, this is more than a second long. Let's start. Lee. No, it's Lee. It's Lee. It's Lee. Okay. okay. So Lee. Lee. Okay. <laughs> and now slower. Joaquin Phoenix. Jacuku Pahuinas. Jacuku Pahuinas. Jacuku Pahuinas. Whoa. Whoa. How does he say Kanye West? Scrody one tubes. Scrody one tubes. Scrody one tubes. Harsdoosties. Wow. wow. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more. Cabernet right. Sauvignon. Corruptids. Oh, Viganon. Corruptids. Oh, Viganon. Corruptids. This episode is brought to you by Pronunciation Manual. Follow them. Subscribe on please, YouTube. Please. It's, it's gold, apparently. <sighs> wow. We just found that out in real time. That's bird. That's bird. Woo! All right. So, how do you pronounce Lee? Lee. Lee. So, that's wrong, though, then, right? No, this is a different one. This is pronunciation book. Which is a real one. <laughs> and he's spoofing this. And the, the pronunciation manual is his. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh man. Benoy noy Benoy Aloy Troy Mahoy Croy Scoy Poi Salinigoy Boy Koi Nahoy Koi Koi Oh do quinoa. Alright. This is the last one. Kokokanakoa. Kokokanakoa. Oh, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. That's it. Yeah, no, we're gonna stop. There's a bunch more on there. Make sure you check it out. Yeah, please. Okay.